0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com
1: for the million and one ways to opt outside. Hey, it's Graham Smith, and I'm here with Tom Bowman. You might remember us. We're the hosts and reporters behind Taking Cover, the series that investigated a friendly fire in Iraq back in 2004. Two Marines and an Iraqi interpreter were killed in the tragedy after a Marine mortar targeted one of their own positions. More than a dozen others were wounded, and the whole thing was covered up. First, we want to say thank you for listening and staying tuned to Embedded. It's been so gratifying to hear from listeners through reviews and emails, And some folks who were there in Iraq at the time have given us new information that we'll keep looking into. Of course, we've also kept in touch with the people who were in the schoolhouse, and we're continuing to push for accountability here in Washington. And that's at the heart of the update we're bringing you today, because there's new attention on this case from Capitol Hill. You'll remember that the Marines wouldn't release the investigative report on the friendly fire to us until we won a federal court case against them. But before that, the widow of Rob Zerheide, one of the Marines who was killed along with Brad Shooter, shared a copy she'd received three years late. And even then, a lot was held back. Elena Zerheide still wants to know why. Because that's what I view all of this. this is a big, big, fat lie.
2: When NPR reached out to the Marine Corps leadership after the podcast ran, telling them about our investigation, about Elena and several wounded veterans who'd never been told the truth, the Marine said there'd be no response. But there's someone else now looking for answers about what went wrong that day and why it was so poorly handled afterwards. Arizona Senator Mark Kelly, a Democrat who serves on the Armed Services Committee.
0: Robert Zerhide's widow. Elena is one of my constituents. Uh, his son, Robert, who wasn't even born when he was killed, is there in Tucson with his mom. Going to Kelly's office,
2: you walk past the orange spacesuit he wore as an astronaut and a photo of the fighter jet he flew in the Navy. He was a combat pilot, like John McCain, the Republican war hero whose desk Kelly now sits behind.
0: They deserve answers. It's important that they get them, not only them, but the Folks who were wounded, you know, why were they not informed? You know, why did it take this long? It shouldn't. They should be informed immediately. The Marine Corps has
1: regulations,
0: and they need to follow them.
1: When we went to the Marines for answers, at first they said they couldn't find any documentation of the friendly fire. Then they gave us conflicting stories about what had happened, and then they failed to even follow regulations and reach out to the wounded vets. But Kelly's a senator. They won't ignore him. The senator told us he recently met with the number two Marine officer, General Christopher Mahoney, and he raised the issue of this mishandled incident. Had he any idea what you were talking about, or what did he say? Yeah, he was familiar with it, and he told us he's going to
0: get us some answers, and I I trust that he's going to do that. One of the
2: wounded troops Kelly wants answers for is John Smith. You'll remember Smith, one of the Twin Towers, a Marine corporal who lost a leg and the use of one eye that day.
1: Hey, John.
2: We visited him recently in Maryland. He ambles out of his house slowly, walking with a stiff hey, gait.
1: Yeah, ready. Great to see you. like well. How you been? I can't complain. Enjoying myself for the holidays. How's everything been with you, though? All good. All um, good. John's working on his master's degree in mental health counseling, and he's a hip-hop artist on the side. He says he still thinks about that explosion that mangled his leg every day. For about 10, 15 minutes in the morning, I'm back in 2004 because I have to put myself back together every time. Put on the prosthetic. Exactly. So it's like, I don't get to move all the way forward, but I mean... After I put myself together, my daughter runs down and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. By Pentagon regulations, someone from the Marines should have met with Smith and given him a copy of the investigation almost 20 years ago. I have never been contacted on this at all. Like, I, for none of it. You haven't heard
2: anything official from the Marines? Nothing at all. And you learned about it from the podcast? Exactly. What's that, what do you think about that?
1: I think it's a, it's honestly, and the only word I can say is disgusting. Like, you t- you espouse the words, honor, courage, commitment, and you want us to follow them, and we give our life to follow them. But when the ball falls on you, it's all of a sudden not important.
2: So why were John Smith and others never told the truth? Well, remember, one of the Marines involved in this deadly mistake, the officer who plotted this mortar mission, was First Lieutenant Duncan Hunter Jr., son of Duncan Sr., then a California congressman and the powerful chairman of the House Armed Services Committee. We'll be right back.
3: Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares why accessibility is central to Betterment's mission. The real innovation for Betterment was taking a set of tools that were used by the ultra-wealthy and making them accessible to the average investor. And that includes tech strategies, that includes dollar-cost averaging. These are all sort of tricks of the trade. Learn more about automated investing technology at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people across your business, providing intelligent tools to help remove frustration and supercharge productivity. And all of that is built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Learn more at servicenow.com slash AI for people.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Noom. Noom understands that not everyone is starting from the same place and takes that into account. With their first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, you can find 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: You heard a lot about the Marines and Navy corpsmen wounded that day in Fallujah. Well, there were also two U.S. Army soldiers. They had just arrived at the schoolhouse when the mortar dropped. One of them is Joe Colabuno. He wasn't in the podcast, but Tom and I talked with him on the National Mall last summer. You can hear the cicadas. We were next to the reflecting pool, near where they're planning to put up a memorial to the troops who served in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Joe remembers seeing the mortar round fall while he and his friend were having a smoke in the school courtyard where the Marines were holed up. So he got blasted forward. I got blasted against, there was a little wall,
0: you know, and Shehab was standing in the absolute worst possible way that you could be standing and something explodes next to you.
1: Remember, Shahab was there working for the army, an Iraqi interpreter who took the job to support his young brothers and sisters back in Baghdad. Shehab was just just like this, staring up at the stars.
2: Joe Colabuno and his friend John Nelson were both badly wounded, could have been medically retired, but they fought to stay in. Both are still on active duty and hold the rank of sergeant major. The Marines have never told them the truth about their
1: wounds and the death of their friend Shahab. Kolobuno always assumed the explosion that day in April 2004 was caused by the enemy. Till we told him what really happened, he's never talked much about that you know, day. I don't, I don't carry it like a weight. Uh, I carry it somewhere, I
0: guess. But um, I mean, war, war, war sucks. War is hell, right? I mean, we we, we know that. We know this.
1: But I, I, it's so stupid to. to Why would you cover it up? He points to the Capitol building looming at the end of the mall. As long as these guys understand, and the further
0: away we get from war, the less they understand the the cost of war going forward, right? I mean, it needs to be an incredible tax on the nation to go to war. It should be, um, because we need to think real fucking hard before we do that.
2: Which gets us back to why Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona tells us he's looking into this case. He says, beyond these men and the families getting the truth, it's important for the military to learn from their
0: mistakes. To prevent future ones, you got to figure out why it happened. And then you need to put in some you know, processes and procedures to make sure that stuff like that does not happen again.
2: We also wrote to the U.S. Army Chief of Staff, General Randy George, alerting him to the fact that his active-duty soldiers who'd been wounded by the Marine water had never been duly notified. His office told us their lawyers
1: are reaching out to the Marines to see why. Meanwhile, the Marines who fought in Fallujah 20 years ago are planning a reunion in California in February. We'll be there and hope to bring you an update here on Embedded. They've also invited Joe Colabuno and the other soldier, John Nelson, men who they never got to know at the time, but who share the same tragedy. They hope by then they'll get some answers from the Marine Corps. Again, thanks for listening. We hope you'll continue to spread the word about taking cover and keep an eye on this feed.
3: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR. This message comes from Wondery. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose was it? Follow Blame It on the Fame on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.